Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We've got breaking news. It's official. Deshaun Watson suspended 11 games, and we're going to break it down. Here's the Fantasy Football News Desk intro. From the FantasyFootballShow.com News Desk, here is your breaking news. He's out 11 games. It's official. Kind of shocking that this thing was set at 11 games, not something higher. But what we do know is that the league did not want to go to federal court. We know that Deshaun Watson didn't want to be suspended for an entire season. We knew that Deshaun Watson wanted to accrue a year because his $1 million salary would be pushed to 2023. And he would essentially have to wait for his contract to kind of kickstart in 2023. He got $65 million or so in an advance and a signing bonus and $1 million salary is what he's looking at for 2022. And that's what this was all about. If in fact the league and Goodell through the hand of Harvey came down with a one year, we know that the, the this thing would have went to the courts and, and the NFL didn't really want that. So the two sides did come to an agreement that would make this thing done and over. Now the question is, a lot of people are going to think that he's out of the woods. Your boy Smitty's coming in here saying Kamara's not out of the woods. He's not. And you could come in here all you want and say Kamara's out of the woods. Kamara's not getting suspended in 2022. I'm here to tell you, and I've had two different attorneys on to tell you that that might not be the case. Maybe he does get away with no suspension, Alvin Kamara, in 2022. But there's a lot of risk that people aren't acknowledging. And I've had two attorneys on to come on and break it down. In terms of Deshaun Watson, there's still a lot of risk. There is. And yes, Watson got the $5 million uh, uh, pay deduction as well. And he's slated to come back in week 13. I've got the news right here on screen. $5 million, week 13 return against the Texans, ironically. (laughs) And, uh, you know, 11 games instead of six. A lot of people are shocked. I think a lot of people are going to be unhappy I think the fact that this went from 6 to 11, it almost doubled, is going to make some people feel like, okay, at least action was taken. But there are going to be a lot of unhappy people that look at the NFL like a joke when they come down heavy on a guy like Ridley, who I'm not saying shouldn't have got a year, but if you're going to give a year to Ridley for betting on the sport, which is horrible which you got to protect the integrity. I don't need to hear somebody say, Smitty, you got to, I understand you got to protect the integrity, but when you have uneven discipline, heavy hand Roger Goodell, one moment, as our attorney buddy Tony told us, one hand is heavy-handed, one hand is light-handed. Which hand is going to come down? Which one's going to come down? What decision are we going to get? One year Ridley? It makes sense, but not when you give Watson 11 games. And I know someone's going to come in here, usually after the video post, not during the live. It's usually later when somebody comes in and says, Smitty, who's suspended for what? He's innocent. Till proven guilty, he's suspended for what? If you really are defending Watson and his behavior, his serial predatory behavior at this point, I don't know what to tell you, Okay. Because the dude, the dude has a, 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 as Goodell put it, and I usually don't agree with Goodell, a predatory behavior. And so he's targeting 
individuals that have a specific, you know, setup financially, emotionally, uh, uh, the wow factor of, oh, here's a celebrity. These people weren't even licensed masseuses half the time. And this guy gets 11 games. People are not going to be happy. They're going to be happier, but they're not going to be happy. Jake dropping the super chat. Appreciate you, Jakey boy. Jake has something to say. Let's read what Jake has to say. Jake says, rate my draft. Right in the middle, rate my draft. Right in the middle of Deshaun Watson news, Jake. Now, you did it in a super chat, so we're, 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 I work for you, Jake. I work for you, but right in the middle of breaking news, Jake says, me, let's talk about me. <laughs> rate my draft. Swift, Javante, A.J. Brown, Hall, Etienne, A-Rob, Ayuk, Goddard, Pollard, Pierce, Sky Moore, Nico Cole. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. I do, I do like this team. Swift, Javante can't get better than that. AJ Brown, Hall, Etienne. Like, hey, how do you like my team? Coming in flexing hot, Jake says. How do you like my team? Does it look? Does it look good? <laughs> of course, it looks good. You blasted your grandma, Jake. You you played against eleven, maybe eight other grandmas. I don't think this is a twelve-team league, Jake. This has to be a ten-teamer for sure. But this might be an eight-team league against seven other grandmas. Absolutely crush it. Back to the breaking news. Jake, we appreciate you. Jake. Never too busy for you, Jake. Or any of your super chats to rate your team. Never too busy. But back to the back to the situation at hand. <laughs> me, 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 Jake. Break my team. Break my Hey, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> sorry to interrupt, Smitty. Uh, is there any way you could rate my team real quick while you're in the middle of this break? Sweet. Okay, here it is. <laughs> I love you, Jake. I love you. Um, <laughs> blast, blasting grandmas, bro. Blasting grandmas. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Um, okay, so you know, here here's the thing. Um, <laughs> Watson getting 11 games, Ridley getting uh, a full season. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. All of it should, but both should be a season, in my opinion. If I was in charge of this situation, it would be a year for personal conduct reasons alone. Innocent till proven guilty, absolutely. Watson knows he did wrong. Watson even came out apologizing, and I know he was under pressure to give an answer at that moment in time on TV, and he, he said something he probably shouldn't have said, uh, almost admitting to uh, wrongdoing in his, his apology, but... Look, we got to talk about this from a fantasy perspective. It is what it is right now. As it stands right now, this man is coming back in week 13 against the Houston Texans. Like, did Roger Goodell plan that? Did Roger Was Roger Goodell about to hand him a, a, a 12-game suspension? Let's double the suspension. Let's double the suspension to 12 games. Excuse me, Roger. Somebody's pushing papers in the meeting. Um, did you know that if we end up making it 11 games, he'll face Houston in week 13? Are you kidding me? This is a good PR move. We can, let's have this, yep, 
11 games, not 12. 11's the ticket. 11 game. Oh, sorry, Harvey. Harvey, here's the mallet. Harvey, can you can you do this for me? You're my proxy. And then Har- Harvey says, "It's ele- commissioner. 11 games. 11 games. 11 games." Says the commissioner. I mean, my, I, myself. I say 11 games. Roger Goodell, the puppet master. Here we are. 11 game suspension. Why not 12? Why not double it? Double it had such a nice ring to it. Double it. Sue Robinson, six games. No, double it. No, let Houston week. Houston week. Okay, 13, 11 games. We want to have some drama. What a what a move by Roger Goodell. Five million out of two thirty. Five million. They couldn't have come up with a bigger number. Hey, why don't we take fifteen million and donate it to to women with with domestic abuse issues in 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 in, in situations? Why not donate? 15 million of Watson's 230 million dollars guaranteed. We couldn't what triple, quadruple, uh, quintuple the fine, like five million dollars as a spit in the face to a guy that got 230 million dollars guaranteed, getting 65 million dollars for pretty much sitting out most of the, of the entire 2022 season. You know, it, it, it's just I I just I, I feel like the NFL gets laughed at. Roger Goodell gets laughed at. The way he he disciplines, the way he's inconsistent. Five million, five million, five million dollars. Why not? This guy's making two thirty million guaranteed. Why not fifteen? Why not twenty? Why not thirty million dollars donated to 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 women that have been domestically abused or something that will make this thing look at least like okay, here something came out of nothing here. Five million. I know five million is a lot of money in general. But this guy just got $230 million guaranteed. Slap in the face. So, here we are. What are we doing? Is Watson playing in week 13? You probably think I'm going to say yes. I don't even know if that could happen. I don't even know if that's for sure going to happen. Why? Because there's a statute of limitations on these situations and if you think for a second that this prosecutor is done, you've got another thing coming. Because this guy has been one step ahead of Watson the entire time. When things get good, the the the, the opposing side drops a bomb. And I'm here to tell you, may, maybe he plays Week 13. He's set to play Week 13. He's scheduled to play Week 13. But what if four or five more cases come out of the potential 100 people that are potentially affected by this situation. To be fair, there have been two reports, 166 women, the other is up to 100. So if there are 66 to 100 potential situations, not all of which I'm claiming are probably legit, how many do you think are going to pop up between now and March when the statute of limitations is up in March? I think it's like March 15, March 14, March 16, something like that. I mean, what if something comes up? What if another case gets dropped? This is a different case if it comes up. Any case that comes forward, yeah, 11 games, 11 mil. I agree with that. I think that's the way this should have been looked at. A million dollars per game. At least. That would have had a nice ring to it, just like Roger Goodell said. 12 games will double that. Wait, 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 what? He could play Houston in week 13? If we don't make it 12 games and we make it 11? I like that. <laughs> let's do it. Let's make it. Let's go down to 11. 
It's got such a weird ring to it. Let's go from 12. Let's No double. Double's not the ticket. 11's the ticket. Houston Texans, week 13. That's what I'm saying. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ron Navy with the super chat. Ron Navy says, uh, NFL is about to get a major public backlash, especially from women. NFL was better off letting it go to the court, in my opinion, says Ron Navy. And I couldn't agree more. But what I'm trying to tell people right now is that this situation isn't over. There are 66 to potentially 100, and even if we assume assume the 100 is totally wrong, there are potentially 66. Let's go back to that. 66 potential situations where there's a statute of limitations till March. One, two, three. All it takes is one person to come forward that may have almost come forward. And you got to think, out of 66 to 100 cases, there probably is at least one person, two, probably five, probably ten. But let's say one person that was going going to come forward that didn't because they didn't want to be in the spotlight. And they were maybe almost convinced by the attorney to come forward and they didn't. Does anybody really think out of 66 people that one person isn't going to, that, that feels like they were... They were wronged, okay? So I'm not saying right or wrong, innocent until proven guilty. I get that. What I'm trying to explain is if there is a person out there that does feel like they were wronged and they didn't come forward, this slap in the face might push them to come forward. One more case comes forward, it's it's a new situation. The NFL interviewed all 22 to 24 women involved and did their own independent investigation which is what the personal conduct policy judgment that that Sue Robinson came to, her recommendation, based on the NFL's independent investigation on violating the personal conduct policy that included interviewing all the victims, looking at all the evidence, and coming to a determination. That was based on the 22 to 24 people. Not on one or two or three or four more that could come forward, which will be new situations, new evidence, Different day that it happened, different circumstances that it happened, could have unraveled differently in in one way or another. And so whoever comes forward, if another one does come forward, will be interviewed and this will be looked at for further discipline. I, I, I There's no way two or three more people could come forward, let's say. And I'm not saying that's guaranteed to happen. I'm saying it seems like a plausible concept. Does it not that if there's 60 to 100 people, the statute of limitations is March and people are going to be upset by this ruling that if someone was on the edge, they might come forward. If one case came forward, it would have to be re-looked at. You would be doing a disservice to the individual that is coming forward and saying something if you're going to interview 22 to 24 other people and look at their situation and not look at this one. Now they could look at it and say, no, I don't, I think this person is not telling the truth. That could happen. That could happen, but they will look at it and there could be a whole nother set of disciplinary action or recommendations or whatever that come down from a new one new case. So my point being, this is not like cemented in the end all be all. It just isn't. What's up, Hyphy? Hyphy in the building, dropping the super chat wad. Let's go, Hyphy. 
from the fantasy. Whoa, 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 whoa. This Watson stuff is getting like, I understand it's getting old to people. This is breaking news. I had somebody tell me, can you stop posting on Watson? I don't care. I, I, look, it's breaking news. I got to do a live stream on it. Are you out of your mind? Just want to hear mashed potatoes sound. Well, you you heard it, good buddy. Let's send hype to the moon as well on top of that. Here we are. Here we are. I thought I was going to get the afternoon off. I was about to eat lunch. I was about to, to Netflix a little bit. Take a little time for myself. But no, this this news had to break because news always breaks. Why this didn't break on a Friday, it's beyond me. Why Roger Goodell didn't double the suspension, we know why. Because he wanted the Browns to face the Houston Texans in Week 13. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, this guy Roger Goodell. He can't stop trying to connive and, 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 and be a puppet master at any point. Week 13 against the Texans? Week 13 against the Texans, are you out of your mind? Week 13 against the Texans, are you out of your mind? Let's have him return, yeah, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 12, no, 11 weeks. In 11 weeks, he played the Texans. This guy sacrificed a game. You know he sacrificed a game so that he could get that Texans-Browns matchup. Unbelievable. Uh, underdog, yeah, we'll do an underdog draft tonight, mock drafts tonight, don't worry, we're, we're here for it. Ron Navy dropping yet another wad. Ron Navy, appreciate you, good buddy, good pal. Thanks for the super chat. Giddy up. Ron Navy says Watson is a press conference at a press conference right now. Okay, let's see if we can pull that up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Ron Navy. Unbelievable, bro. Let's see if we can get that on the big screen here. I got two. I got two television, two big televisions in the studio. You think I'd use one of them once in a while when I'm when I'm doing a stream, so I can watch it, and tell you what's going on. Ron Navy, thank you for the update. Unbelievable, unbelievable. We had we had we had uh, uh, news that uh, the um, the hernia surgery took place for Walker. Walker should be you know uh, potentially available for week one. I would say that's a little optimistic, um, but either way. He should be uh, full, fully recovered at some point early, early, early on, if not in week two or three or one, somewhere around that time frame. And that's great news. Uh, that's great news for everybody that uh, has been fearful that Watson could be out, or Watson, Walker could be out, you know, the year or big significant amount of time. Okay, so we got this, uh, we got Watson. Watson looks... Wow, Watson just, I don't know. I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even know what to say anymore. It's over, right, in permanent marker. No, HP, it's not over in permanent marker. I just explained why it wasn't. HP isn't, HP, you also disagree with everything I say, too. I've noticed. Watson is for some brutal chance, all deserved, says Jake. He's going to get a bunch of brutal chance everywhere he goes. They're going to be screaming things from the crowd. This guy, this guy is not going to ever see the end of this. And, and honestly, I think the pressure is going to be too great for him. I don't see him returning to his old form for very long. Not to mention, I don't even know, I don't even know how this is going to shake out. Like I said, you know, a month from now, if if something pops up, like, can you imagine if something pops up between now and the the Week 13 Texans game? which was orchestrated by Roger Goodell to be the, the matchup. Can you imagine what happens when, when a case or two pops up? This is not over. This is not over. It's not. Walker, four to five weeks. 
Um, we'll see, Hazelnut. They're still talking about it maybe week one, but I, I think that's optimistic. I think I think week two, three, or four is more likely than week one. But this was not the sports hernia surgery, so he should be a, a lot better off. Um, Hazelnut says hit him hard. He's not getting hit hard. He's getting a softball. Um, Jaguars chant was hilarious, says uh, Michael. Um, fight it, don't give up, says Doc Watson will be the most booed player in NFL history. Look, the Browns, I, I agree, meet the woo. The Browns made the worst trade in NFL history, signed the worst contract in NFL history, and it's not over. I'm just telling you that right now. Whether he gets another game or not eventually is to be determined, but it's not over. There's going to be a lot of controversy involved, a lot of backlash. 11 games was 11 games was more a slap on the wrist than it was a heavy hand. That's for sure. And the NFL is going to hear about it. The NFL is going to hear about it. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of backlash and we start hearing about it. Unbelievable. Uh, Smitty, send Yahoo for a lap since they updated ADP overnight. What is the ADP update on? On Javante? I, I imagine that's what you're meaning. Javante's going to the moon. Javante's going to the moon. Vamp, pre- appreciate your super chat, Vamp. Thanks for the super chat. Giddy up. Giddy up, good buddy. Uh, Vamp says, uh, how does Watson's case affect recruiting talent? I mean, I don't know, bro. I'm sure all these things affect recruiting talent, but like what perspective do you mean? Like if someone has a a shaky track record, are they going to be less likely? I I don't think there are a lot of players that have had shaky track records. All it takes is one team to believe in somebody or give somebody a chance. So I don't know that it changes too much. Um, $30 million in fees and settlements. Still up 200 mil, says uh, R. Smith. Uh, 5 million was a slap in the face. This 5 million figure is just a slap in the face. It should be something significant and donated to women of domestic abuse situations or something like that, yeah, or violence or assault. Like something in the, along those lines. 5 million? I mean, 5 million is a lot of money, but not in this context. Uh, Javante got a, a big bump or a bit of a bump. Lance got a bump. ETN got a bump. You guys are talking about Yahoo. Yeah, the, the ADP data gets updated quicker in August. So, you know, if news breaks, you know, a bunch more drafts are, are you know, take place. They can set that that reset of how far back is the ADP, ADP going to get adjusted. Sometimes you can filter it yourself. Um, but pre-rank, pre-rank lists are the most important part of ADP data because most... Most draft software or draft apps like Sleeper or ESPN or Yahoo or wherever you're drafting, that that pre-rank list is driven by ADP. And the crazy part is when they update that and you see Javante go from 18 overall to 12, people will draft Javante 12. People will draft Javante where it's being recommended. If Javante is, let's say Yahoo tomorrow puts Javante number 8 overall. Javante will go 7, 8, and 9 on the regular back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Javante will go exactly on average where Yahoo or Sleeper or ESPN or or wherever you're drafting. He will go exactly where, exactly where he's being recommended by the ADP rank. He's not going where you think he's going, where I think he's going. He's going where people are told to draft him. The ADP pre-rank is so influential, it can be a 
hindrance or it can be a positive. In the case of Joe Burrow on ESPN, Joe Burrow's continuing to fall further and further because the ADP rank, the pre-rank list, doesn't realize he's good. And on ESPN, when Joe Burrow's the 8th or ninth or 7th or 8th or ninth quarterback recommended, it's Joe Burrow season on ESPN. Let's go. You want, you want Joe Burrow on your team in 2022 draft on ESPN? Let's go. Because you're getting him exactly where that pre-rank says he's going to go. Now, Javante, if Javante climbs into the, the top 10 overall, he's going in the top 10 overall. That pre-rank list will determine it. Why? Why is ESPN? Gen, uh, why is ESPN trash? Genuinely asking. I don't know. People like to rip on the big, you know, media. I mean, ESPN's bad for commissioning, but it's pretty good to play on. Like, if you're an owner, I actually like ESPN a lot as an owner. As a commissioner, I give it a, a one out of ten. It's the worst, worst commissioning app in, on the planet. You can't make changes later. It's awful. So, but but as a player, I don't mind it at all. Uh, MFL is very, very clunky and old, but it's very reliable as a commissioner. You can do pretty much whatever you want. So it just depends. Smitty, did you sleep well? I, you know, not really, bro. I, I, I rarely sleep well. You know, I got things to do, bro. Uh, appreciate subscribing, my man. My league is ESPN says, Derek, would you hold Watson in Superflex or letting him hit the waiver wire? You can't put him on waivers. He's at the moment. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate you subscribing. Ed, to the moon. To the moon. Um, I mean, he's he's right now set to play in week 13. You can't you can't drop Watson in a super flex. No. No. We don't know. Me telling you that it's not over doesn't mean that's guaranteed, bro. I'm saying it might not. It, he might not get another game, period. He might play the rest of his career and never miss another game after these 11 games. But I'm telling you it's not over in terms of, like, the drama, uh, people calling for more. The backlash, uh, maybe another victim coming forward, the NFL looking into that, maybe determining no more suspensions needed, this case doesn't warrant it that, that came forward, or hey, we're giving a whole nother four games because two people came forward and we investigate that now. It's not over. It's not over. I don't know what that means exactly because no one does. No one does. Uh, and and Watts, Watson... Uh, Deshaun Watson continues to deny all wrongdoing, according to Jake Trotter. Believes he's innocent. Uh, Pro Football Talk is reporting that issues a statement acknowledging resolution of discipline, and he takes accountability for the decisions I have made. Um, so they're, they're, the tweets are all over the place that my boy Vlad said in a message to me. And, and or, is that Raj? I think it's Raj. Raj sent a message in our, our little group chat we got and said that, you know, these are, these tweets are, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, we're going to have differing opinions all over the place. People will be upset. People will say, well, for what? We got fined for what? $5 million for what? He didn't do anything. Then there'll be people that say he should have got, you know, should never return. Everybody's all over the map. Everybody's all over the map. Have you seen Top Gun yet? I have not yet. I've been waiting for it to come out on iTunes on Tuesday. I've got my pre-order ready. I think I'm going to shave everything but the the stash on 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 Tuesday's show or maybe even Monday's show to prepare. We'll make it Top Gun week. I think uh, I think next week will be Top Gun week. Top Gun week. Let's do it. I want everybody to show up in their uniform. We want a Top Gun stash. I'm going to show up in my Top Gun stash. I'm going to shave all this down. 
and we'll just go we'll roll with this right here. That's Top Gun Week, baby. I'm going to watch that sucker on Tuesday late night, give you my full review on uh, on Wednesday. Seems like it's going to be the best movie of all time. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Looks like the best movie of all. Looks like the best movie of all time. I haven't seen it yet. I don't, look, I, I don't have time to go to the, the theater, bro. I wish I could. I, I, I've just been waiting for it. Just been dying, waiting, sitting, wondering when it's going to get released. I put my, pre, my pre-order my pre in on iTunes a while ago. <sighs> Top Gun Week. Top Gun Week, baby. Come, come with your stash. Bring your stash. Bring your stash game on Monday. It's Top Gun Week on Monday. Starting Monday through Friday of next week, we're all wearing the stash. It's an honor system. I can't see any of you, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, so you guys better do it. Honor system, let's go. Um, James Robinson ready for week one. Uh, how does this affect ETN, Omar? Uh, you, uh, Omar, I, I realize you don't get to watch every show. It's not your responsibility to watch every waking minute, minute of my show. But bro, absolutely uh, zero con- like negative concern, Omar. I- I've made it abundantly clear. Not your fault. Again, you can't watch every minute of every show. But I have talked about it a lot. Negative percent concern about James Robinson, torn Achilles tendon. James Robinson taking away from Travis Etienne, the best receiving back on this team. Like w- we we are not. <sighs> That can be your wingman, King says. To the moon. I don't, I, I you know, I, I, I got Miss Smitty. Like, I, Miss Smitty, I don't think Miss Smitty's even gonna, she might watch Top Gun with me. She might watch Top Gun with me. But, uh, yeah. I, I think, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, this might be something I watch at midnight and then come in to review Wednesday. I hope I get a chance. I hope there's not breaking news to the point where I can't even... I can't even, you know, re- review it or whatever. I hope J-Rob drags ETN's ADP down so we can get him later. Meet the Woo, that might happen, but James Robinson's not a thing, okay? Somebody's got to take some of the workload away from ETN because ETN's got to stay healthy. ETN's going to run for maybe, if we're, if, if, if we're being optimistic, 900 to 1,000 yards. That leaves plenty of opportunity for another running back. And uh, so there's, there's if, if James Robinson goes down, we need Snoop Connor to come in and take a boatload of work. So am I worried about J-Rob? No. Yeah, I kind of am. I am kind of worried about J-Rob because I don't know if he's up for the task that we need him to do. The task is to make sure ETN stays healthy because he's going to be the the Eckler of old when Eckler was a wide receiver and running back, not running back and wide receiver. ETN needs to be the Eckler of old. Uh, Deshaun Watson's 11-game suspension will begin August 30 on the NFL roster cutdown day. He may return to the team's training facility and participate in limited activities on October 10th. On November 14, he can resume practicing, and Watson can play again December 4 against the Houston Texans. That's a lot of time off. Let me let me say something right now. What I'm feeling about this right now, based on what I just read to you, 
Smitty, if my team ranks, if my team ranks, I'm blaming you week two. What are you even saying, Jake? What are we saying here? If my team ranks, I'm blaming you week two. Okay. Tanks. Tanks. Yeah, well, Jake, you make your own decisions. So um, I'm just going to hold a mirror up when you start yelling at me. Um, but if you do well, I'll take the credit. So Deshaun Watson can't practice until October 10. November 14, he can resume or limited activities until October 10. Limited activities on October 10. November 14, he can resume practicing. He looked rusty already. This will be almost another like year, essentially. Like The way I'm looking at it, it feels like a year. Another year going to go by where this guy's not playing football. I don't I don't I just don't know if he's ever gonna return to form. This is a lot of time being off football. Eleven more games. Uh we have sixty-four likes, hundred and sixty-four of you in here and only sixty-four thumbs up. I mean I, I'm here. I'm here. I'm gonna wear a top gun stash on Monday and I'm I got sixty-five thumbs up. Wear your uniform on Monday. It is Top Gun week. Okay, honor system. Everybody show up with a stash. I'm going to show up with a stash. Uh, Joshua, I'm behind in your live video, but does it surprise you that his return is against the Texans? Yeah, I already hit that about a thousand times over, bro. The Goodell... Was, let's double his, his suspension. And then somebody yelled in the background of the meeting. But he plays the Texans if you make it 11. Oh, okay, let's take a game away. We were going to double it. Double it. Doubling had such a nice ring to it. Take six, multiply it by two, 12. 12 the ticket. Wait, Texans week 13. Okay, make it 11 games. You know that's how it went. At least in his head. Uh, Terry Roberts, appreciate you. Um, you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what's going to happen to Watson? I don't think he returns to form. I'm not saying cut him in Superflex or anything like that, but I, I don't think Watson, I don't think he ever returns to form. This is too long to be out of football, and then all the pressure, this guy's going to go out onto the field and hear booing chants every time he's taking a snap. The pressure on this man, his own fault, but the pressure on this man. I don't know that he ever rebounds. I don't think he rebounds. Uh, Western, drop it a wad. Any, any 499 super check gets a standing O. Sorry to interrupt the breaking news. I have Kittle and Debo. Should I trade Kittle for Dalton Schultz or Andrews? I would trade him for Andrews straight up. Um, Kittle versus Schultz is arguable. Uh, the fact that you have both Debo and Kittle, it makes sense to, uh, you know, them both blowing up at the same time. That is a stack that I don't know is is super advantageous. I don't know that I hate it or I'm like dismantling it in a way that like is negative just to get rid of it. But if you could get Dalton Schultz, I probably would do either of those trades. Um, Kittle has a little bit higher ADP than Dalton, even though I quietly like Dalton as much, if not more. Bear, appreciate you, Bear. Uh, but I would say if you can get a little more, 
go after the Dalton Schultz swap. I think Dalton Schultz has the capability of being the second or third best tight end in fantasy football 2022. Guy could catch 12 touchdowns. Uh, Andrews is an easy go get, but you can't get you can't get Andrews for Kittle. You'd have to give up something, but it depends on what you'd have to give up. But it certainly would be open to both of these. If push came to shove, I could take Dalton Schultz over Kittle. I could. I mean, you don't want to draft that way, but at the end of the day, the draft's over. And if you don't want to have the the two players, I mean, I mean, as much as I think some Niner fans might be lingering in here and they're going to say, Kittle, why would you take Kittle's amazing? He's the best tight end in football. Kittle's very inconsistent because they use him as a blocker. He's too good of a blocker. And so I, I'm kind of thinking like, I'd rather have Dalton Schultz, you know, end of the day. Uh, push comes to shove. Uh, Watson was so good, even if he's not good, he should be top fifteen. I don't know if I, I don't know how I, I, I think of that. Fifteen is not a very great quarterback. Watson got paid. I don't think he cares. I mean, Sean, it's a good point. He got sixty-five million. Just subscribed. Let's go, Oscar. Oscar, how did you find me? And did you just find me today? Welcome to the to the family, Oscar. You're Smitty. You've just been Smitty approved. Atta boy, Oscar. Oscar in the house. Um. Yeah, let us know how you found us, Oscar. I'd be interested to know. But guys, I mean, unbelievable that we're here talking about eleven games in the Houston Texans being the first game back. I just feel like that is such a weird decision by Roger. Goodell, because he is responsible for this decision. Roger Goodell is at the other end of the puppet strings with Harvey making this call for him because Goodell wasn't going to have happen what happened with Sue Robinson happen again. So this was his decision. Uh, Jake found found the channel last week. Jake, I appreciate you. Was it recommended on YouTube? Like, how did you find how did you find it exactly? And Jake, welcome home. Jake, you're Smitty approved. Just been Smitty approved. <sighs> Channel getting picked up by the algorithm. You're damn straight. It's getting picked up by the algorithm. We're we're doing it live. Let us free. Set us free. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. We also have a little Javante song that we can kickstart here. I'm going to get a drink while this plays. That's it. 
That song is comprised of all of your amazing voice messages crammed into one amazing song about Javante Williams. Um, we don't need no reason. It's Javante season. Let's see here. Let's let's hit the phone lines. Let's just do it. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Dial in to thy show. Appreciate you all. And let's talk a little foosball. I knew this was going to happen today. All I wanted was an afternoon to myself. I love being with you guys. I'm not not saying that, but I just I just knew there'd be breaking news, which is fine. I love breaking news. Part of me wants breaking news. Like I was sitting there watching Netflix and chilling by myself, and uh, you know, eat eating a eating a sandwich. And part of me is like, kind of feel like it'd be cool if I could go live right now. And then when it happens, I'm like, ah, oh, God. And I got to get out here, get the graphics ready, go live. Um, Joel says, my buddy sent me an article that Javante will be a busy Smitty. Will be a busy Smitty. Uh, Joel, show me what you're talking about. DM it to me. We love being with you too. Thank you, Meet the Woo. And take them weak arguments of Melvin Gordon elsewhere. No fear here. That's right. That's right. It's Javante season. We don't need no reason. It's also going to be Brees Hall week coming up here. We're going to do a Brees Hall uh, dedicated week. He's not going to go. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. I think you cut off. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? This is this is Jake again. Jake, what's up? Not much. So I actually wanted to start off um, by just saying you're going to love Top Gun Maverick. That movie is amazing. I can't wait, definitely, bro. Definitely a late night. I don't know if you have like a big screen somewhere in the house, but you want as many as many speakers going as possible. If you got the Atmos too, anything like that, bro. Definitely bro. the movie to do that. Yeah, I've got. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'll watch it in here. I've got. I don't know if you could. You can't really see it, but. Um, so I've, I've this TV right here, but this is my small one up here. I've got the big one that's up above. Um, and you know, I'll pro- probably watch. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to watch it, but definitely can't wait. Can't wait. That's awesome. It looks amazing. Yeah, so I just I'm, I'm, want to talk to you about Javante. Um, because I actually think Javante could be that breakout player. I'm starting to agree with you. It's every year it's someone else. I remember like be. when I was younger, um, like David Johnson had a season, DeMarco Murray had a season. Like there's always a Did he just say could be could be a breakout player? Year. Um, like I'm kind of curious, like why do you think it's Javante's time? And I do agree with you that it is. I mean, I've had this debate more times than I think people even want to hear. But but I mean, what? Let's just start with this. Like, how much of fantasy football is gut instinct? A lot of it, right? A lot of it. Eyeball test. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't even need to. In some ways, I don't even need to explain myself. 
I just say, when I see Javante, I see JT. The same thing I saw in JT, it was like, this guy looks like he could be the number one running back in the NFL. I see that in Javante. And that's it. And, and the argument and the discussion, no one can take that away from me. No one, no one, I don't even need to provide any evidence. Just say that you either believe or trust my gut instinct with it or not. And people that are new to the channel might not, and that's fine. Um, people that have been here, you know, riding with the show for, for years will know, okay, this, we probably want to listen to this or, or not. Um, that's it. I mean, I don't need, I don't even need anything else. It's like my eyeballs and my gut intuition tells me this is the next JT. And, and, it, and that's that, not even fair because he's different than JT, but what? Does that gut instinct come from Russell Wilson's style offense? Because he ran it in Seattle with Marshawn Lynch for a long time. And Marshawn Lynch got a lot of carries in that Russell Wilson offense. So I feel like when you see like a Russell Wilson style rollout from most of his passes, like I think it's over 60% of his passes to the outside receiver. But I remember like a key marquee of Seattle's offense back in the day was pound the ball with Lynch in between the tackles. And you know more than anyone that Javante is, what, the number one tackle breaker in, in the entire league right now for running back. I see eye to eye. Like, I don't. Like, I'm pretty sure that's where that, like, um, belief comes from, right? Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. He's number one tackle-breaking machine. Um, did it half-time? That's another component of that. I mean, being the number one tackle-breaking monster in the NFL, you can say that till you're blue in the face. It's great. It's a great line. He's number one, number one. He did it at half-time, bro. He did it at half-time. He beat JT and Najee Harris and everybody out playing half-time. Not to mention, okay, there's one component. Eye test, gut instinct, we'll call that one thing. Broken tackle stat, which is staggering. That's a that that is not something you trip and fall into, especially half time. It, it and it proves he has the best balance in the NFL. This ability to just completely not get taken down, shed tackle after tackle after tackle. His balance is not to mention if you watch him, you you can confirm with your eyeballs that he has the best balance in the entire National Football League. If you can't tell he's got the best balance in the National Football League by watching him play, then you've got a lot of learning to do. Not you specifically, I just mean in general. He he is that guy. He's that guy. He is the most difficult player to take down. Um on top of all that, like here here's the funny part. You want you want like the skinny on it? This guy was number f- top four to seven overall in January, February, early mock drafting. We mock draft, uh, I think you found us, you said recently, we mock draft more than anybody, okay? We mock draft in January. We mock draft during the middle of the season. We do mid-season mock drafts. We do it all the time. And this guy was going four to seven. And not, not just in our community, he was a consensus top like eight guy overall in January, February. What was going wow. on with Melvin Gordon? He was expected re- re- to return. If you were if you were looking at this in January, if you remember correctly, he was expected to stay. There was a small chance he could potentially leave and go to you know test free agency, but no one knew, and there's no guarantee of it at all. They had Drew Locke as quarterback, bro. Melvin Gordon was likely <laughs> going to stay, and Javante was ranking four to eight overall. With no quarterback and Melvin Gordon staying. Then he gets Russell Wilson. Melvin Gordon maybe he's going to go, then doesn't. And now he's a a late second, early third round pick. He, He was, everything was the exact same without Russell Wilson being on the team. And he was a top eight pick. 
So how does Melvin Gordon leaving and coming back? It's the human condition. People are so weird. Melvin Gordon, it's disappointment. It's expectation. Melvin Gordon wasn't going anywhere, and they had Drew Locke as the quarterback, and he was ranking in the top eight. Now you give him Russell Wilson in the same situation at quarterback, and he's almost a third rounder to everybody. I came in during that Melvin Gordon re-signing show, screaming and yelling about this, and everybody coming for my neck. Maybe it's time to give up on Javante, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I felt like I was in Bizarro World. Like, do you guys realize this is a better situation than in January when you all loved him? And I had everybody just like kind of trying to maybe jump ship. Not everybody. There's a lot of people still on board, but my live chat was 50% negative. Smitty, Javante, crying emojis everywhere. This is awful. He's now a third rounder. I'm not touching him. It was half the chat was going crazy. It, it, yeah, no, I agree. I'm definitely, I'm definitely in the same boat. I think Russell Wilson is going to open up the run game in a way that Denver hasn't experienced in the last few years. I, I I'm totally on board with with uh, Javante. I think his season, he's going to end up being that guy like that everyone wishes that they had in round one. But you're going to get him at around two value. It's insane. It's honestly insane. And then I was actually follow up question. I was wondering, like, what your thoughts? What type of news are you looking for in the Kenneth Walker situation? Because I'm staying away from him right now. Like, I didn't draft him, um, but like, I wouldn't be opposed to trading for him later in the season because I know, like, we're waiting for positive information on the whole hernia. And I know Pete Carroll came out and said that it wasn't sports related, uh, which is good. But I- I'm just kind of curious, like, what what you're waiting for on that. Um, we got a, we got a $5 super chat from East Coast Taddy. Let's give him a little standing O East Coast Taddy in the house. Um, I think, uh, honestly, you know, like Walker's got risk. Sure. But you have to ask yourself again, is that risk baked in? And the answer is yes. Like similar to the Javante thing, the Melvin Gordon, news was was bad to a lot of people even though it really didn't matter like it's it's kind of like one of those things in life where something happens you freak out you have anxiety over it and then it ends up not being a non-factor anyway and you're like i wasted all that energy on thinking that that was going to affect this and it didn't you know so melvin gordon's that Mm -hmm. way to me so the kenneth walker surgery now granted it's not good like no one wants him to to miss time right now he could maybe even try and fight for that starting job in week one if he was to continue to like just impress like he's been seems to be impressing Pete Carroll he talks great about him um so it sucks that we now don't have the opportunity to see him maybe even beat out Penny in week one but at the end of the day it wasn't like till week three four or five that we were expecting him to be the starter and to, you know it's going to take him some time so like will it even matter i don't even know if it will change anything walker could be in there in week four week five um the season's a game longer than it used to be rookie walls are inevitable if you kick off week one just full go like look at Najee last year he pushed through it pretty quick but jamar chase hit a rookie wall jamar chase had a big string of games where he didn't do anything and people were giving up on him left and right um mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, Walker was already Walker was already priced for this. Like now, he's going to drop another round or two in value. He's going to be one hundred thousand percent worth the risk. You know, if you're drafting him in round oh, five, I, you're not I, doing I, it right. He's going in eight or nine. 
Yeah, I hear that. I think I think what my issue with now with the Kenneth Walker situation is coming back, playing behind that Seattle line, which I know um, that with their last few draft picks, they kind of geared it towards a power running offense. So I feel like they're going to have more issues in pass protection on the O-line than they will in run blocking. Um, but he is going to get beat up a lot. So I almost like, because I remember people, I mean, people don't even remember, like back back in the end of the year last last year, like, Zeke wasn't doing so well, and Tony Pollard was starting to was starting to come up. So like, I almost feel like better off taking Tony Pollard and and hoping. I mean, not for I don't hope for Zeke to get injured or anything, but almost for like Zeke's demise. Like I feel like so I you're you're you're, tell, you're telling me like you don't you don't want like Zeke to get caught in like a a storm, like a tornado or a hurricane, but you're you're not gonna like you're not gonna call him and tell him it's coming. You're just you know what I mean? It's just gonna happen. Yeah, you're just gonna like <laughs> let like let nature take its course, but like you you don't wish it upon them, but you're not gonna warn them. You wouldn't throw them a cinder block. You but already you're... saw the beginning. You yeah, saw the beginning of it last year. I remember when you know the big shows were talking about Tony Pollard playing better than Zeke. He's better. The, He's better. The inevitable is coming. He's better now. Zeke does look a little bit better than even I thought he would at this point. But the problem with that is, he, I don't know how, how how old you are or how long you play fantasy football, but like Marshall Falk is the best example I can give for this. And you may have not ever watched him play or I don't know. But Marshall yeah, Falk... Not, that's not my generation. Yeah, Marshall Falk looked amazing the preseason before his drop-off. And, and everybody thought he was going to drop off anyway, and they were like, okay, we can't take him number one overall anymore. He's still kind of a borderline first-rounder. He was kind of like Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley's year. Like, you're like, I don't know. I think, maybe, we're not sure. And then he came out, and he, I, I want to say, my memory serves me correct, there was like two or three TDs in the first quarter or something of a preseason game, or it was something crazy like that. May have only been two. And it was like, oh my god, he still got it. He, he he all of a sudden shot up from like borderline first rounder to like number one again. Everyone's like, this has got to be one more year. And he looked so amazing, and he wasn't. He was absolutely that was his decline. He fell off the face of the earth. It was very depressing to see Marshall Falk not be Marshall Falk. It happens to every running back. It's why I'm I'm saying be cautious with Derrick Henry because the mileage one thousand percent matches the 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 drop off of a player. Like there's, he's going to be the anomaly. If Derrick Henry is able to do it, he'll be the anomaly, which he could be, but he'd have to be the anomaly. Um, so yeah, I actually think that's one of the things I disagree with you on slightly because I mean, Derrick Henry's injury, I know it was like, uh, it was a foot. Didn't he like injure part of his, uh, like his actual, like, like what do you call it? Like toe. It was like the back end of his toe that got injured. It wasn't like a major injury. It is a major. It is a major. It is a major. I mean, the guy led the league. It is a major major injury, injury? though. It's right here. It is a very major injury. The reason is, is because this this bone right here, when it's broken, it's impossible to heal it because of the the nature of it pressing up against this toe. And so, when you break that bone right there, which is where he broke it, um, it's really hard to heal. And if you don't give it the proper amount of time, which he did, but it can be super, it could, it could definitely ruin your foot. Like you can, you know, it's, it's really tough to heal. Um, he had a plate put in, we don't really know. He didn't have a screw. He had a plate put in to, to ensure that it would, you know, heal as fast as possible and stay together. Um, we don't know if he had that plate taken out. He could have, and we just didn't hear about it, but if the plate's still in there, it's a little bit of a concern 
Um, and, and not to mention, even if, let's say, this is a non-factor. Let's say the, the foot is a non-factor. He's good to go. We'll never hear about the foot again. The reason his foot broke down was the mileage. It wasn't the random person stepping on his foot. It was a freak injury. Everybody says that freak injury, every injury, every injury is a freak injury. Everybody says that his injury was freak. Every injury is freak. The question is, is your body vulnerable to injury to where like if his foot got stepped on early on in his career, he wouldn't have broke it. He he has 920 carries to his name in just the last 2.5 seasons. Like it's not about the foot as much as it's about nobody does what everyone's expecting him to do after they've had that amount of mileage, especially in a two, in a two and a half year window. I get it. We could go back and forth on it. And I respect if you want to ride with Henry one more year. It really is that simple. It's it's like one more year. If you think he's got two or three years left, that's crazy. If you think he's got one more year left, I can get on board that with that. With that. Like for you, I'm not going to do it myself. But because we're at the tipping point. We don't know if it's one more year or if it's not. Like I don't know for sure. And I just feel like the odds are against it. And I don't want to be holding the bag. You apparently are okay risking holding the bag. And that's fine. It teach, yeah, teach his own. But am. there's the, the the one thing I can best describe why I'm jumping ship is that what is his dynasty ADP? If you had to guess, where are you taking him in dynasty? Oh, I have no, I don't play dynasty. I don't, I'm not super familiar. You so I'll tell you, it's, it's third, mid third round, maybe, maybe even fourth round. But it's at least mid third round. Derrick Henry's dynasty value is mid third round. And his redraft value is top five. When you have a discrepancy that far apart, that tells you that's almost like a Vegas line. You know how Vegas is on the money? Just it's amazing how they do it. They're just like they're like right on the line. They're they're <laughs> so good at being on the line because that's how Vegas makes their money. They don't they don't make their money on the actual game. They make their money on being right in the middle. And having an equal amount, they move the line. So if you're betting on, uh, you know, the Cardinals versus the Niners, they want to be right in the middle of all the bets. If the Niners start getting more bets, they move the line so that they can get more people to bet on the Cardinals. If more people start betting on the Cardinals, they move the line to get more people to bet on the, the line, the, the the Niners. They move the line to get it even on both sides, and then they take the the vig in the middle because you're going to pay them to make the bet. That's how Vegas makes their money. They don't make their money based on, and you probably know that, but it's similar to like, I, I look at that with Derrick Henry's ADP and I say, this thing's right in the middle. You know, it's it's like third round value in Dynasty, top five in redraft. That is literally, that line is right in the middle. People are dead even in the middle. of He's got one more year left or he doesn't. Otherwise, you wouldn't see that discrepancy. It's such a crazy discrepancy. There's, he's got one year left or he doesn't. And everybody's going to throw their arms up and, and we'll see who's right. But um, last year yeah, I said trade sure. him by double digit weeks because I, I injury was inevitable. And everyone's going to say his foot got stepped on. I don't care how the injury happened. His body broke down because he carried the ball 400 plus times the year prior. He ran for 2,000 yards the year prior. Both of which individually ruin running backs 2,000 yards your, your 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 numbers are cut in half and his numbers were cut in half like clockwork 2,000 or 400 carry season you break and never return to form and he broke we will see if he returns to form so that that's my that's my Henry topic we don't need to go there anymore 
But hey, I gotta jump to the next That's call. Fair. I appreciate you you calling in, pal. Feel bad for all the women out there, and also screw Goodell and Deshaun. All right, man. Appreciate appreciate you. Bye. All right. Um, what else we got? Call in. Call into the show. Dial six zero two N F L. What's up, John? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show, pal. Hey, what's going on? What's up? Hey, I don't know if you remember, yesterday I was telling you about those ADPs. I wrote a bunch down, actually, from the difference from ESPN and Sleeper. And there's some crazy differences. Like yeah. uh, like Nick Chubb, uh, he's going 29 on ESPN. <clears throat> and on Sleeper, he's going 15. Uh, you want to hear? You want to hear something crazy? Yeah, go ahead. And I got I got Ron Navy on Joe the phone Burrow. too. Go ahead, Ron. Ron, we're gonna keep you there for okay. a second. Go go ahead, Joe Burrow. What? Joe Burrow is going eighty four on ESPN on Sleeper. He's going fifty three. So uh, I I just I seen there, there's just so many crazy uh, differences and uh, like Travis Etienne, he's going fifty one on ESPN. And he's going forty four on sleeper. So, so I think typically we're saying ESPN's behind every time. They're just behind. Like, I mean, you can win. Yeah, a... on some players it's weird though. Uh, like, like say Brown, he's fifty three on ESPN and sixty six on sleeper. Yeah, but they're still behind. You know why? Because uh, he because St. Brown had an amazing wasn't there. St. Brown had an amazing finish. You know, so they're they're still. Right. This is like when you have a mullet, and it goes out of style, and you don't cut it, and you still have a mullet, and then it comes back in style, and your your mullet ironically is in style when you you just ended up like pushing through the the bad part, like like St. Brown coming off of that that amazing finish. Everybody was high in him, and then he kind of they kind of started to forget about him, and they drafted Jameson Williams, and then people started forgetting about St. Brown, right. and it's like ESPN still got the mullet. You know, it's like they, they, I don't think they're high on, I don't think the ADP reflects what people really feel. I like guess it's, it's just that they're, they're still behind and St. Brown was great tired. What's up with that, Williams? How, you know how long he's supposed to be hurt for? For Jamison Williams? Yeah, I mean, he, his, it, he was yeah. like a couple months removed, if, if, if even that, when he was drafted. So it's just more of like, he's not injured. He's just really early on in the ACL recovery process. But if I had to guess, we'll see him after the bye week. He could play a little before that, who knows? But the bye week, I think for the Lions, it's like week six, maybe something right around there. So I think we'll see Jamison yeah. Williams in like week seven, eight, nine, and start getting fully unleashed. Uh, Ron Navy, yeah. what's up, my man? What's up? Hello. Yo, every time you talk, Hello. I'm calling. Man. Hey, John. John, I got you and Ron on. John, I got you and Ron on a merge. Oh, okay, okay. You're on a merge call, okay. so. Okay. Um, Sounds good. What else? What else we got, Ron? Ron, what do you think about uh, th- this Watson thing, Ron? And then, and then I'll ask John after that. John, hold on. Go ahead, Ron. Okay. It, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't agree with it, but I, I think the NFL is going to have a lot of public backlash over, it, especially from women. So, hey, let them deal with it because you know, and 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 actually. Uh, People are going to – I love it because that's another pick. People are going to start picking up Deshaun Watson. Oh, he's going to be playing late in the season. He looked like trash in his first preseason game. 
and he's going to look like trash coming back after 11 games sitting there not not doing nothing. So I ain't worried about him. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, yeah, he yeah, looks you know, so uh, rusty. I'm from Cleveland, so I'm really feeling all this. <laughs> what, do, what is the fan base the in general, John? What's the fan base in general feel about Watson? Is it because the way I look at it, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but you got you guys are blind to it. It's like, uh, you know, I, every every like Cleveland Brown fan page I see is like, it's so blindly, uh, it looks like this is ridiculous again. And uh, he'll, he'll, he'll beat this. Yeah. He'll get, he'll start week one. You watch. It's like, yeah, no, it's like all the diehards are on Deshaun's, you know, back and have the, cause we just want a good quarterback and we just been starved to win. You know, we're so hungry for it. And then all the people that really don't watch football and definitely the girls, like my girlfriend, she's like, Oh, who's this guy? You know, and I don't want to support that, you know? So like the, the fair weather fans that really don't watch football can't hate it, you know, hate it. And then uh, the people that watch the Browns when we were on 16, you know, are just on Deshaun's side of things. I, like. Look, I feel bad for the Browns fans. I I don't I don't wish this upon you guys, but it is the worst trade in NFL history. Potentially, it's the worst oh, contract I in was NFL so history. Oh man, I was yelling at my friend. We didn't even get a discount. Like I can understand we you know gave him a first round pick. I mean, we gave up what you would have traded for him yeah. if he was healthy and nothing going on. That's what I was mad about. You know, honestly, hey, what we gave up. Hey, for. real quickly, guys. Hey, hey, John. Hey, John. Yeah, the Browns will never be the Steelers. Okay, we're mortal enemies. Look at uh, Ron. Ron Navy can never. You can. I grew up. I, I grew up in Warren, Pennsylvania, not far from Cleveland, though, bro. Ron, Ron, Ron's so, that guy. Yeah. You guys just. Ron's that guy that's at the deli. Know how to screw everything you're, up? You're at the deli, you Ron. Guys screw up quarterback picks. You guys screw up running back. Tri- Trent Richards. Oh, I've like, lived it. Well, I think that's why we're giving up picks like it's nothing because we just lose so many. Hey, Ron, 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 you're that guy that's like at the deli getting like a half a pound of roast beef and you just all of a sudden you start talking about the Steelers, aren't you? He's like, hey, yeah, I like them Steelers. Back in 2010. We get the best running. You're not a you Steeler get, fan, huh? Yeah. Okay. Some stuff too, though, you know? I still like them, though. You get a, when you get a known Cleveland fan and you're a Steeler fan, you got you got to go at it because that's just. I mean, we have we have down here and oh, my we best got, friend's a Steelers got, fan and his whole family, so I'm yeah, always hearing it. We got a bar where where one side is Steeler fans, the other side are Browns fans, and we each got our own room. And so, yeah, it, it's pretty awesome. So someone's someone's uh, uh like uh, someone's likening you to Al Bundy. His his five touchdown game. That's Ron Navy when it comes to the Steelers. He's he's the Al Bundy. And <laughs> <laughs> back in my day, we. <laughs> hey, hold on, guys. I got hey, a Smitty. Uh, oh, I got a voicemail from Rock Out real quick. Hold on, let's let's hear. It. Maybe it's a rap. Okay. Let's hear it. Oh, 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 yeah, here it is. It's Javante season. We got no, no reason. But the feasting and the feasting and the beast is coming through. He be going busting and the stumbling. TD crazy in the game. Javante season on the ride. They certified. Straight valid now. He be coming back. He be straight running back. <laughs> Rock out, man. Mm. Rock he out, should, uh, he's got to get on TikTok. Job. No, just no, I mean he he like rock out. Rock out's got to start a TikTok. That could blow up. It could blow up. No, that's kid. That's funny. 
So, hey, uh, Smitty, what are your thoughts on Zeke? I'm doing, I, I was breaking him down, and I like him going into it, but I just did a bunch of research on him, and I'm, I'm loving it. How old do you think Zeke is? 75. And, uh, I, 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 just, I just looked, and he's 27, and he just turned 20 yep. uh, in July. Yep. Okay? And now he's being taken as the RB18. Even though he got hurt last year, he was still the RB7 last year. I didn't know that. I thought he was top 10 or top 12. He was RB7 last year. That's 189 in dog years, bro. It's 189 in dog years. Uh, And the main reason I'm I'm liking him is, you know, they got rid of Amari Cooper because the cap problem. They would have got rid of Zeke if Tony Pollard was so good and how many and then Zeke's still getting all the goal line touches. How know? many carries do you think Zeke has on his career, bro? I think he definitely you know, if I, he was 28, 29, I wouldn't be confident. I think he has one more year. And even the games before he got hurt, the five games before he got hurt, he did three point nine, but that was versus Tampa. And they got the number one run defense in the last three years. And then he had fifteen point seven, twenty three point six. 20.3 and a 23.2 and then he got hurt yeah but if you watched if you watched and if you watch zeke though he clearly was losing he's losing a step like i know he looks good in shorts running around cutting in practice and scrimmage and and again this goes back to my marshall falk uh you know comment like he looked great the year he fell off the face of the earth in the preseason like Preseason's different yeah, even one like yeah but yeah. but but 27 is the new 30 it's not thirty anymore. It's twenty-seven. Yeah. You you enter your twenty-seven uh, age think. season. That's it's equivalent to entering the olden days at thirty. It's like how old are you? I'm thirty. Right. Oh my god, this is you. Maybe have this last year, bro, and that's it. You're done. Like, let me get the coffin prepared. Well, I, I you know, think the juice is worth the squeeze. Where he's, I wouldn't take him in the first or second round, but the middle of the third, I no, think no, eighteen. No, not over. But, but ETN Brees Hall. You'd rather have Zeke Elliott over ETN and Brees Hall. I'm going to snipe Pollard from you anyway. I'm going to own ETN and Pollard. You're going to have just Zeke Elliott. Like I, I, I really do because I think he's going to get more pass work, and I think he's going to get the goal line touches, and they got a top five offensive line. He's only twenty seven now. If he was twenty eight, and Derrick Henry's twenty eight had a way worse injury, and he's getting taken in the well, first I, round. Well, I, I don't want, I don't want either of them. I'm not drafting Henry. I'm not drafting uh, Zeke Elliott. Well, the only way I, mean, I would really take Zeke is off. like I'm in the middle of the third or fourth. Ron that's knows. Ron, like, that's the only way I'm high on. Ron it's, knows this. You turn 25 as a running back, you're you're dead to Smitty. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> you're just off his draft board. Yeah, 25. I, I tell I tell yeah I I, t- I just tell sleeper or whoever I just take him off. I'm like, can I remove him from my draft list, please? He's getting in the way. Um. I just didn't know he was RB seven last year. Yeah, but he, he that good. but he started off really well. He had the MC the the uh, the PCL and the and whatever MCL. He's had a lot of a few little lingering injuries. And like Zeke Elliott definitely has lost a step. Um, Pollard's the better running back by far, by far. Pollard's a more superior yeah. running back. And at some point, you got to ask yourself: you're paying third round value for Zeke Elliott. Are you going to end up with a timeshare because they don't want to get rid of? Zeke Elliott, they owe him. And so you have this bleeded out, diluted running back one that becomes a running back two. And you're just hoping that Zeke Elliott sits out in week nine, 10, 11. Uh, Zeke's the kind of guy that could yeah. do really well for five weeks. 
And then at week six, seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range, you're praying that that Pollard starts and you're because you cuffed him. Last year was the worst he did, though. You yeah, know, but he's, year, he's but like, he's, I think he's bro, missed one game his whole career. I know, you bro, know? but he's 27 and he has about 1,800 to 1,900 carries to his name if you include the playoffs. He has almost ninety. Like, I think about think, that. Think of, even if it was a sixty forty split, even if it was a sixty forty split, and he's getting goal line touches and he stays healthy all year. I think he's going to go over a thousand yards and over. 10 but you keep, but you keep you know? saying things like, it, "Hey, first of all, I, I appreciate you. I don't want you to think I'm attacking you. I'm, it's just the stance." Um, it, oh no, I like. I want to yeah, hear it because I, you know, you I keep, but you keep, you keep saying here. things like he's only twenty seven or only twenty. Like, dude, he's the last year of what running backs can can do well. Let me ask you a question: Do you feel like yeah. Christian McCaffrey has been like? Is he on the verge of being overworked? I wouldn't touch Christian McCaffrey. I'd rather have Zeke than Christian. McCaffrey. Okay, but 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 <laughs> is, but is part of that because you feel like his workloads? But is part of that because of the mileage? It's just because his body, honestly, is, is a smaller body type. Okay, know? because let me, let me put this in perspective, though. Zeke Elliott has about 1,900 total carries to his name if you include the playoff carries. Christian McCaffrey yeah. has a 781 carries to his name. 781 yeah. carries to his name. Zeke Elliott has almost 1,900 or right around 1,900. It, it's just one of those things no, where... I get it, you know. I just think I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not going to get him in the second or even early third round. But if it's like the fourth round, middle of the third round, I think he's worth it. You know, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I just think he's got one more year. I mean, Derek Henry hey. uh, did pretty good last year. I, so he got hurt. I'm okay. And he, was Mitty's on, yeah. and he got more Mitty's carries. Mitty's on the sideline at the Dallas and, and and Tennessee games, and he's running a walker out to Henry and. And Elliot, that's what he's doing. <laughs> get off the get off the field. Get off the field. You're done. Yeah, well, uh, Ron, Ron's on the sideline talking about the Steelers. The people like you, you know, back in the <laughs> Al Bundy scored five touchdowns while I was watching a Steeler game. Um, all right, well, hey, John, I appreciate you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going with the calls. Uh, Ron, stay right there. And John, I appreciate. Hey, take it easy, Teddy. I, I appreciate the good content. The only thing Thanks I'll tell you, the only thing I'll tell you, Ron or John. Is that uh, third round value? What you're saying about Zeke, I could, I'm not going to get behind, but I'm not going to make you take a lap if you're talking about fourth round value. But third round value, right. there are I'm still a like handful. Kind of third round, like the three, four. Turn. I know, but no, what if it'd be ETN and Brees Hall are just much better options, man? But, but I, I, I feel you. But ETN just scares me. Just I, I see the talent, and I like him a lot. The fourth, and Zeke doesn't, and like the fifth. Fourth, fifth, and uh, ESPN, and but you know what's crazy is there's, uh, there there are people that still love there are people that still love uh, and Ron made this point about Naheem Hines and how Naheem Hines might get an uptick in usage this coming season, but like no one people just they love running backs that like look at Chubb he's got Cream Hunt there, look at look at look at uh, Elliot he's got Pollard and people have been worried about Melvin Gordon, it's it's weird, but all right John I appreciate you. Yeah. Hey, have a good one, Smith. Later. What's up, Ron? Anything else? Yeah, actually, I caught because um, I, I did I did an underdog draft this morning. And how? What'd you get? And um, where did Javante go? Well, I, I I got I was in the one one spot, so I got uh, Javante in the uh, two point one two. 
two point one two. Wow! In the second round, I can't believe he fell that far. That's where, hey, yeah, that's where Taddy, you still here? Fell. East Coast Taddy, well, you still here? No, Najee fell to the um, two point three. It was kind of a weird draft. I mean, Henry went in the ninth, Cook went in the tenth, Mixon went in the twelfth, and then you had uh, Swift didn't go until the two point four. He went after Najee and then Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was weird. You don't want to know. I mean, you know, we talk about these high-risk players, and you won't take Henry, you won't take McCaffrey, and I understand that. And I take them both. Um, but I also want to have – I, I, I minimize the risk of taking them if I can get other running backs that are high-value in case something does happen to the those high-risk picks. For instance, today's draft, I was in the 1-1. You know I don't have a lot of CMC. I went ahead and I took CMC. I followed it up with Javante. And then because I was on the turn, I got Brees Hall. So I got McCaffrey, Javante, and Brees. And then my I, I went, run, I went uh, you know, I got McCarron, McMedcalf, and, and Thielen, and Christian Kirk. Four, four really good um, wide receivers. And then I got Kenneth Walker later on down the road. I got him in the eighth round. He went up to the eighth round. So nice. Normally I can get him in the ninth. Hey, in the ninth. I got I got James. But, um, I got yeah. James Conklin uh, merged in. Uh, James, hold on tight, right there. Oh, you're good. I Go, like James. Go ahead, Ron. He's a good guy. Ron, Ron, you want you want to tell him about the Steelers real quick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows all about the Steelers. He knows about. He's. I. I can guarantee you, James has, has got some pickings on his team. Yeah. George Pickens. I did. Yep. See. Uh, what's up, James? <laughs> James, what do you got? All right. So, uh, I got my very first fourteen-team work league. Um, and it's half PPR. 14 team, okay. You know, I'm a fan of, of Javante and Chase, right? But the half PCR is kind of throwing me back because in 14, there's there's one or two ways that draft will go, right? Everybody will take the running backs and I'll be stuck. But I really like the approach. Now, I've done like, I don't know, 20 mock drafts just this week, and it's only Thursday. Um, for Specifically for this on Yahoo. And I'm thinking running back, running back, running back, just because of how the league is set up and it's more traditional players. And would you be okay with a team that's constructed around Swift, Javante, and Hall because I can get them in both sides of the draft? Uh, Or would you rather just – Specifically, take best player available, knowing that you're going to be very thin at running back. How can you? How can you, at a 14 teamer, get that that those three running backs? I'm getting I'm getting those three running backs probably about 83 percent of the time. I don't like, see that I have a, in a 14 teamer. Like that, I type everything in, and I'm I'm getting yeah, it's, it's crazy. However, I haven't done it since Javante got bumped apparently overnight. So yeah. Um, it may change my strategy a little bit, but with that strategy, right, I got a stable of running backs, and I'm able to put, like, Eli Moore and Amon St. Brown on the team together to be my one and two 
wide receivers. I don't mind it. And then I backed up. Backed up. Yeah, I don't I mind it if it. I mean, first. they're they're the best. They're potentially the best players available anyway. So I don't mind it. I'll, I'll go running back, running back, running back if they truly are the best players available. But no, I'm not going to take a lesser player just to get running backs. But I don't think those are lesser players. I don't think you'll run into a scenario where you're going to get me to say Swift isn't probably the best player available right now. Javante is not the best player available. I like all of them, so I'm, I'm down for that. And if you think you can get those wide receivers, then you're going to be you know tearing it up. But do I like Jamar Chase and Javante? I do. I had nothing wrong with that. But, you know, if what you're telling me is you're going to have thin running backs, you could go wide receiver with one of those picks and have the other two running backs. If you're telling me you're going to get three of them, you could still get Chase and two of them. But but I don't think you're going to – a 14 well, team I, mean, I don't think you're getting those three running backs, but that's just me. I've got them, like, on, on the back end of the draft. Um, if I go receiver, I don't have anything for – my wide receiver too like I don't like a bunch of guys right so I'm stuck with guys that I hate <laughs> if I go heavy running back I love receivers this year. then do receivers, it I mean we've talked about it yeah I'm on St. Brown you know stuff like that if I go if I go Jamar Chase right down in the middle of the draft and I'm lucky enough to get at four or five I get Jamar Chase coming back around I may get Javante or I may have to take, once again, I'm big on Saquon, I'm not, but I just think he's had a full year to finally figure things out with his body. And if it starts to get to where he's getting overworked, I'll trade him. Not, you know, that's how it works. Yeah, Same I don't, I I don't mind that. Years. I don't mind that at all. I don't mind either either direction. I don't mind Chase Javante and ETN or whoever you said, or, or taking, I mean, you don't have to take ETN. You could take uh, Swift and... Javante, and then you know if the right wide receiver falls, then you could go that direction. But I don't mind all three running backs. No, if they're the best player players available, they're the best players available. So, if my thing is in the first round, right? Two running backs, two wide receivers, and two flex. Yes, that's yeah, that's the point, right? So. Um, being a, uh, a basic uh, archaic standard league, right? Most leagues now that are with the times are, you know, half PPR with both three wide receivers, two flex, stuff like that. This is a straight one, two, 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 one, or one, two, two, one, one. So yeah. it's a. Uh, then I, then I, I, I like, I like the idea. <laughs> I like the idea. Just, you know, they're the, right, they're, the, they're the best players available anyway, so it doesn't matter, you know, or they could be argued as the best players available. And you get. The only well, thing yeah, I, I mean, gonna make, you know, ADP and my ratings are totally different. So the, the one thing I'm going to say though is that you're going to see a video on this either today or tomorrow. But my favorite draft strategy, if you want to exclude just owning Javante, like that's that's a draft strategy to me. What's your favorite draft strategy? Owning Javante. <laughs> but if if I had to pick like <laughs> yeah. a, another strategy, it would be Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, and I'm going to have a video on that being my number one strategy in 2022. So. It's just, I mean, think about it. You're so you're 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 in a you're, any given week, man. You could have you could have seven TDs between the two of them, like on on a big game. And I, I just I think it's gonna be an amazing. And, and on top of that, you're getting this is what the video will outline. You're getting one of them around one. You're getting the other one around six or seven. And you have a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth to support. Anytime they don't deliver, you still could win your week because you got a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth round pick. So you can surround it with talent. It's not like, you know, when you last year, if you took Tyreek Hill 
and Mahomes, you were paying first and maybe borderline second round value. And if the Chiefs tanked, you had only a third rounder, a fourth rounder, and a fifth rounder to support you. In this scenario, you have Jamar Chase in round one, you have Joe Burrow in six or seven, and you have a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth to all support you. You you are building a, a monster squad with that. So that's the only thing that makes me tempted to say Jamar. But I, I like I like Swift, but I love Jamar. I love Jefferson. Even if it's half PPR, even if it's non-PPR, they're still warranted picks in that first round because of how dominant they're going to be against the other players relatively in their position. Right. Okay, I just I'm not a, a fan of, of 14 leagues, so I don't do. Yeah. So if I get first, obviously it's you know JT all day. Um, if I get top four, it's going to be Jamar Chase because I don't think a I don't think a running back outside of JT is worth the top four pick this year. But that's just me. Um, I do like Eckler, but the goal line work kind of throws me for a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. This is the only league I'm stressing on. The tens and the twelves, I got. I've, I've done those forever. Um, this was, hey, we need somebody. You're down to play fantasy. I'm always down to play fantasy. Cool. How much? Boom. How many teams? Fourteen. Hush. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it was. Uh, it was one of those scenarios. All right, guys. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move on. I appreciate you both calling in. Ron Navy, you're the man. No, nah, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Uh, see. See. Uh, uh, James calling anytime. Hey, Ron. Um, go Steelers, Ron. Yeah, go Steelers. Of, of course, of course. Go, 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 Niners. For you, uh, I'm not a Niner fan. I'm a Trey Lance fan. Yeah, yeah, you're caught. You're closet. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> everybody thinks look at, I am. Look that smirk on your face. No, I mean everybody. Everybody thinks I am. They think I'm, I mean I'm going to be supporting the Niners yeah. all year long. Number one, I am on a Niner show ramping up Trey Lance and I'm so, I'm so uh conducting yeah. that train that yeah it's going to appear like I'm bleeding Niner red but it's really bleeding Trey Lance yeah. red. Well, you definitely ain't on those Steelers shows or Arizona shows and But I could any be other football team shows. But I could be. You know, I've been approached you, 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 be- I've been approached before about doing a team show for somebody, you know, like as a secondary like you know, and I've considered it, you know, to where like I would, it's just an additional like yeah. appearance that I would do weekly and I could do any team. I could do any team. I could, I could get behind and cause I cover this from a full, you know, uh, overview. Like I could jump into a Pittsburgh Steelers show and talk Pittsburgh Steelers all, all day long, every day for a show, you know, like if I, if I wanted to add that kind of content to my arsenal, I could, I could certainly do it. I thought about it. What if I did it? What if I had 32 YouTube channels? <laughs> All right, going on the Steelers show. All right, going on the. <laughs> All right, Ron. I appreciate I just, you. I just, I just got to rip you because because uh, Raj and them always rip you over there on on this show. So yeah, take it easy. Smith. All right, later, man. All right, fellas, ladies and gentlemen. Phone lines are off, and we are winding down there's 140 of you still in here only 110 thumbs up if you could punch that button appreciate you um bench league has been disbanded no it's not been disbanded you got to dm me on instagram well it 
we're we're doing there's two leagues that we're doing one is the take grants tomlinson which everybody that was going to do the no bench league was supposed to click the link that i emailed you to get into that and if you didn't get into that there's the james conklin league or the james conklin sorry james is called uh it's the michael k cpa league it's the the takedown michael k cpa league that i created that's going to be uh uh uh, absolute blast so if you didn't get into the the no bench league like alternate alternative we just the only reason we didn't do no bench league is because we didn't want to go on my fantasy league everybody was really upset about going back to my fantasy league so we decided not to do the 96 team no bench league we decided to do a 22 team league take grants tomlinson jersey so uh r smith nothing got disbanded we're doing that league you just need to dm me on instagram if you haven't for whatever reason gotten in there anyway here we are and if anybody's interested in the uh, michael kcpa league let me know smitty i want to do a chase burrow stack but just can't put chase over jefferson that's okay chris you don't have to but i, I think there's room to draft jj in one league and chase him in another league if you know what i'm saying broski you talk, probably talked about aaron jones but what do you think about his reception upside i think that if the the green bay packers want to win they got to throw the ball to Aaron Jones to the tune of 80 to 90 receptions. Go Cards, go Pats, okay? Jake's Jake's got a, a whole bunch of teams he's rooting for. Not sure if you talked Watson late. Smitty got in here late. I don't think this is over. Do you know, Prince? I, I've said it over and over. This is, you know, one case could pop up between now and, and March uh, because the statute of limitations is in March. And the, the league's got to look at that as a whole other issue that they need to look at and evaluate, do interviews, interview the individual, just like they gave the respect to the 22 other people or 22, 22 to 24 that they actually interviewed, did an independent investigation. If one or two cases pop up between now and March, that is a whole new topic. Those are those are new scenarios. It's not like it's all one event that is being looked at like you can't blanket you know decide what to do out of all of his mis you know deeds or whatever you literally have to look at them individually so if one or two cases pop up that is going to be warranted for additional league discipline and no one's talking about that no one's talking about it but me i'm out here with camara talking about the the side no one wants to talk about that camara's situation is not over yet Watson's situation certainly is not over yet. And there's no blanket. This covers everything they may have done in the future. What if what he did in the future was different? What if that case is specifically different? It's, they're not all the exact same. Everything was done differently, unraveled differently. People had different emotions, different things with different lengths of you know the process or whatever. I don't even want to get into details, but everything's got different, de- uh, different uh, details. Uh, East Coast Taddy, you... you uh, you dropped a super chat, and I don't think I read it yet, did I? I'm sorry. Uh, hold on a second. East Coast Taddy dropped this super chat right here. I closed it on accident, I think. Uh, Ron Navy, you're the man. 
Thanks for the super chat. Giddy up. Ron Navy, you're the man. Okay, uh... East, I think it was East Coast Taddy that, that dropped a super. Here it is. Sorry, East Coast Taddy. Maybe I did address it. What's your mount... What's your Mount Rushmore of fantasy running backs all time? I have Priest, Holmes, LT, and Marshall, Falk, and AP. Sorry it took me so long to answer this. East Coast Teddy. Uh, My Mount Rushmore of fantasy running backs. So we're not talking about NFL, you know, greats and, you know, going into Jim Browns and fantasy football running backs. I would say number one, Priest, Holmes. Number two, LT. And I know some will say LT over Priest, but I just had... Priest was my guy. Priest Holmes, LT, Marshall Falk. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like your list. Adrian Peterson. Arian Foster would be number five. But I, I could change my mind. I could literally, somebody could say a name and I'm be like, yeah, I like him too. Let's put him on there. You know, you could go on and on and on. Smitty, I'm grabbing all your favorite redraft players because they are all also Dynasty Gold. I think it's a good point, Space Ricky, that I'm a very Dynasty-oriented person, and I think Ron Navy, probably this will make sense to Ron a little more because Ron Ron's kind of new to the channel. Ron, you haven't even been here like three months, but I am a, I, I've kind of got my roots in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Like my I The FantasyFootballShow.com is more 80% dynasty people more than it is anything else and the forum which now is on the discord um that was 95 percent dynasty owners in there talking year-round fantasy football i I made my name in dynasty because no one was doing year-round content you know i've been doing year-round content since 2003 and so i became known as like a dynasty guru you know so my mentality is very much embedded in dynasty and that might explain, Ron, why I'm so youth-geared. You know, like, oh, this running back is 27, I'm out. Because I'm very much coming from a dynasty angle. And when I talk redraft, I probably have a lot of that still in in the in the system, you know. And, and I, I think uh, it makes sense to have a little bit of a dynasty lens to your redraft content. Because if you're looking at a player from a longer perspective and you say, okay... You know, I like this player ETN a lot in a dynasty sense. Then that means his redraft value is even more secure. You know what I mean? Like if I don't like Zeke Elliott in dynasty, that means that his one year of production is at risk. You know, like if I if I like Zeke Elliott for two or three years, then I'm really confident about one year. You know what I mean? That's why my trade calculator on the fantasyfootballshow.com, the trade calculator, which I invented the first instant-based customer-facing, you know, you click a button and it gives you an immediate result. The first instant-based trade calculator, I invented that in 2003, to my knowledge. We haven't found anybody that did it earlier. And there were some people that had, like, draft dominators. You'd download a software and it would do some evaluations. But this is the first, you know, web-based, customer-facing, instant-based trade calculator, at least at a high volume, where anybody knew about it. Um, and, and on this trade calculator at the fantasyfootballshow.com, it gives you dynasty and redraft results every time you make a trade. Cause I think it's important to know both of them. Even if you're making a redraft trade, 
if you know what I think about the trade from a dynasty perspective, that helps secure my thinking for one year. Like, okay, if he likes him this much in dynasty, then he must really feel confident about him for one year. Therefore, it's kind of like a nice little backing of, of the redraft angle. So, baked in, boys. Smitty to a million subs. Let's hope, bro. Let's get it. Let's get to 100k for. Let's get to 20k, and then we'll our goal will be 100k, and then we'll get we'll go 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 go. But we just gotta we just gotta get there. We gotta get to 20k by the end of the end of the year, and I think that's gonna get the the needle moving. People, we're gonna get the get the algorithm uh, cooking, and then we just need that assist from YouTube. You know, we just need them to push it a little bit. And I think they start they're starting to. You know, we're live consistently, and I think that's a big thing. We're live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then anytime news breaks, we are we are consistent. Who else was on here live immediately when the Watson news was announced? The answer is no. No one. The answer is no one. It's just us. It's just us. It's you and me. I work for you. And on that note, do you mind if I go rest? Can I have the, the rest of the, the afternoon off? I'll see you all at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Appreciate you all. Thank you to all the super chatters. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Look at these. Look Mars at these Mars men. men. Swift. Jamar Chase. I think JJ probably. Look, J- everybody's got JJ. aimlessly in space. I want to put JJ on here, but the thing is, like, JJ's, like, so highly ranked. Jamar Chase is slipping, you know. But I feel like JJ and, and Herbert need to fly this shuttle or something, just so JJ's, like, at least his face is on there. You know what I'm saying? 20K by Thanksgiving, I hope, Taddy. Let's get let's get it there. The one thing I will say is you guys got to spread the word. You guys got to spread the word. Um, I know some of you say you don't want to tell your friends or whatever, but you could tell people at work that you don't play in leagues with, or you play in a dumb league that you don't even, you want. You need a little competition in the work league anyway, and and no one's gonna watch it religiously like you anyway, you know. So spread the word. Tell your tell your buddies. Tell people wearing a jersey in an elevator. You're at the mall and you see some guy wearing a jersey going up the escalator. You know how they have those TikToks where you put your hand on their hand and you're going down the escalator. Go the fantasy football show. Just, just tell people randomly. <laughs> just, just tell people. Pat them on the back. Take a business card. I'll send you one. Put a sticky on it. Slap it right on their back as they're walking up the elevator. Let them, when they get home, take off their jersey. They see the Fantasy Football Show business card right on their back. Tell everybody about the show. 20K by Thanksgiving. You heard it from Taddy. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get your one-on-one text device. Play Underdog Fantasy. Link in the bio. And real quickly, i got to pause this. No. Real quickly, link in, link in the description. The fan. Oh, well, Ron Navy extended this show, show anyway. Here I, here I thought I was going to go Netflix. And Ron's like, you're going to extend the show and talk Steelers football for two more minutes. Have an awesome, relaxing rest of your day, Smitty. Don't tell everybody I was over. Everybody I over talk on IG messages too. Oh, yeah. Ron, Ron sometimes leaves me like 14. I still haven't gotten to all of them, Ron. Leaves me like 14 not 59 second messages in a row on, on Instagram. And I look at it and I'm like, oh my God. 
I got to like play these when I'm washing the dishes or something. Um, get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get your one-on-one text advice with me. One-on-one on-demand texting. Order a draft call. If you want to order a whole hour where we draft together on the phone, I have that over on thefantasyfootballshow.com. And then the other thing I was going to say, I'm live whenever news breaks, 7 p.m. Eastern. But what else was I going to say? Show ends in one minute. I don't know. Should have been a lifetime ban, says Robert. I mean, I. we'll see, bro. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Underdog Fantasy. Oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. We're mock drafting tonight. Uh, so, so this isn't goodbye until tomorrow. Um, well, obviously, I'm going to see you at 7 p.m., but we're going to mock draft tonight. I'll tell you about that later, but we're mock drafting tonight, doing best ball draft tonight. Um, we'll do a, a, a Underdog Fantasy. But you got to go to Underdog Fantasy now. Let me put that link in the description because if you don't go do that now, then you're going to end up not being ready when we say, okay, get in. Uh, let me let me re, restart this here. So go go to this link right here. Play Underdog Fantasy. Go to that link right there I just posted and sign up now. If you don't do it now, you're not going to be ready. When I say we're going into this draft on Underdog, go. If you're not signed in ahead of time using the link I just dropped, Play Underdog, or the link in the description, you will not be signed up in time enough to, to get the spot. So go do it now. Phone lines tonight, sure, Jake. While we're mock drafting, absolutely. Uh, mock draft, underdog draft. We're gonna do a best ball mania three. Wonder how many other people get. Okay, I can't read that. Uh, Snipe City tonight. Get ready for it. Get your one on one text device. Order your draft call. Thefantasyfootballshow.com. It's all right here. It's all right here. Go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get your content. Get your trade calculator. Your bold predictions. I'll see you later. Peace. DJ Meat Missile recruited his entire fantasy league to watch the show at a boy, DJ. Terry, I appreciate you. Thank you for all the super chats. Thank you to Ron Navy. Thank you to uh, Vamp. Uh, Vamp, I did, did I answer this question? I mean, I kind of did. So, Vamp, DM me on Instagram right now. The No Bench League was converted to the Take Grants Tomlinson, but some of you didn't click the link. I sent links out to everybody and announced it in the in the chat. Um, and if you didn't get in that, we have another we have another league. We're kind of doing two of them to kind of absorb as many people as we can. So, Vamp, DM me on Instagram and let me know it's you. Thank you, Vamp, for the super chat. 
DM me, buddy. Rock out. Appreciate you. All you do and your super chats. East Coast Taddy, appreciate your super chat. Western, appreciate your super chat and your support. Vamp again. Jake, Ron Navy again. Senior Hyphy, appreciate you. Jake again. Thank you all. See you later. He goes to the planet known as Uranus. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are gonna. Wrong. Get breached. Get breached.